0: When you get the confidence deflators, then you try to learn from them. And and I look at the types of stressful situations I had, whether it's that first customer who cried, uh, wishing she had never met me, or, you know, other situations, you know, a lawsuit here or a problem there. All of those were kind of they helped me process challenges and stress later in life. And so you learn from it. And I've had situations in the last year or two, um, you know, my daughter has some health issues, and they're way more stressful than those types of items. But I don't, you know, I, I manage it better, because you went through those situations. So, so that's kind of confidence and, and um, you know, where you go with that. And then you go passion. Well, that's kind of effort. You know, how many success, how many talented people have we seen fail in this program? A lot, because they just don't put the effort in.
1: Really excited today to bring you uh, really one of my really close friends. He's, I've known Roland Toms of Varsity Painting for over 30 years. Roland started with us at the University of Western Ontario. He actually went on to develop our business in Northern California. And uh, the business went from you know developing amazing young leaders in no- Northern California to actually now he, he is running an eight figure business, uh, does over $10 million consistently with, uh, well over a hundred painters. And, and it's just amazing how he talks about his staff and, and his commitment and his focus to his business. I know you're going to love the lessons. And one thing that we really didn't get to, but he kind of alludes to it a little bit at one point is, is his daughters had some, uh, some health concerns and. He has just been an absolute dynamo, raising over $625,000 in the history of the the money pledge to sort of work towards a solution in her her health conditions, because this health condition is also something that impacts other other young people and and other people as well. So it's, again, an example of turning real challenges into just a great thing. Uh, so, so Roland, um, you're going to love them. And, uh, and, and if you have anything for me, please uh, send me any, any thoughts at chris at leaderspodcast.ca. If you know of any amazing young leaders who want to have a huge future, again, please send them. We would love to have a huge impact on their lives as we have with Roland and as Roland's had on mine. Thank you so much. I know you're going to love the podcast. So, fantastic. Uh, really, uh, thank you so much, Roland, for joining us. Um, really excited to, ha- to have you on our podcast. I know you've been a listener, which is super, super awesome, And hear- hearing the podcast, so that's awesome.
0: Yeah, uh, avid listener, first-time caller, Chris. <laughs> you know the lingo. Well done. <laughs> so, I know we go back a long time. Um, you know. We do. 1989. <laughs> a while ago. What is that? It's 30, 40, 40 years?
1: No, 30, 30, 30, 30 years. Yeah. it's a while. So tell me what you were like before our program.
0: Uh, So before the program, um, my father ran his own business. So I, uh, I had an inkling that I wanted to get involved in that. And uh, so I, I was always kind of entrepreneurial doing little things. I was a disc jockey um, before that. I, um, I sold advertisements. I, I was a disc jockey for a wave pool, a couple of wave pools locally, and I would right. sell advertisements. Uh, they'd get their message out to, to the wave pool patrons. Um, I started a school newspaper and sold ads there. So I was always kind of playing around with business, but unstructured. Right. And so, you know, up until that fateful day when I first year at Western and I, uh, I walked by a booth that said, learn how to run your own summer house painting business. You know, I, uh, I kind of had the inkling that uh, I was inclined or to, to get involved in business, but it was, uh, you know, it was then I think that the structure came with, with student works painting. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And so what do you still rely on the program? Well, we're skipping ahead. What do I rely on? Where do I draw from the program today? Exactly. Oh my God. Well, you're, you're skipping way ahead here, Chris. I, <laughs> well, it's okay. It's okay. It's, you know, okay. it's, uh, <laughs> you know geez. I mean, to me, to me, it's all about, I'm not, to me, it's all about confidence builders. Um, And what you get in life are a series of confidence builders that lead to where you, where you now are. And so that first summer of student works painting was one of the most challenging summers I'd ever had. Uh, still even I would look at it as one of the, those most challenging summers because of the challenging customers and the 16-hour days uh, and and just the stress and and all that. And so I feel like right now, even though maybe the types of situations which may be more challenging, more stressful, they're they're not because your your muscles have already been expanded. You've already had those uh experiences um and and that's that came from that first summer so you know there's lots of things but uh you know maybe we need to go through the story here.
1: Let's. You've got a direction for this podcast, which I love. By the way, I, I just love that. Why don't you share and, and tell our our young leaders about about your experiences with the program? Yeah. Because I know obviously we worked together a long time and 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 really really uh, created
0: amazing sure. stuff. Yeah. So, like I said, in, I was 19 years old, first year at Western, um, and I saw the booth. Learn how to run your own house painting business. Um, went to the information meeting. You know, handsome, handsome uh, man in front. Uh, Uh, with a little bit more hair than he has today, uh, talked about uh, what um, running your own house painting business would be like. And, you know, it just, it, it, it captivated me. So uh, then I went to an interview with you um, and I came in, you know, pretty on fire. I I thought, you know, this is me, this is tailored for me and I'm perfect for, for, for them. And uh, this is going to, this is going to be great. Uh, And I remember in the interview, you said, "Uh, you're a cocky young boy. And, uh, i went, yeah, yeah, I'm cocky. And you said, no, that's not a good thing. And confidence is good. Cockiness is not. And I'm like, Whoa, so that was kind of the first time I ever, you know, really differentiated between the two of them. You put me in my place right off the bat. So thanks for that. So you taught me humility. Um, then, uh, but regardless, uh, I, I, you offered me the job. Thanks. Thanks for that. And I became a manager for the summer of 1989 in my hometown, which was Stony Creek uh Grimsby area of uh, Ontario. Tough, tough summer. Yeah, tough summer. I I ran a sixty four thousand dollar business, uh, which you know was was good. I, I I made about twenty grand profit. But even more so than that, what I recall was just yeah, some of those some of those experiences. Uh, you encouraged uh, us to, um, uh, to 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 do a small job before the summer started, and so I did this little three hundred ninety five dollar interior job with a lady. It was an elder lady and it was uh, just a small one room and we just, didn't, uh, we just didn't cover everything up real well. So we rolled it out and little overspray from the rollers went all over her pottery and her nice, her nice stuff. And it was just a horrible, horrible job. Um, you know, not only did I lose $500 on the job, um, but, but when I went to collect the check from her, she, uh, she, she cried. And she said, I, I, "I wish I had never met you." And I and I reflected on that, and I said, "Okay, so this is what running your own business is all about. This is awesome." And uh, you know, it, it, that was you know that was kind of that first moment when I thought maybe this isn't for me. You know, maybe right you know, should I quit? And I don't think yeah. I thought about it for too long. But yeah, you know, like I I think that is kind of when we talked about doing this podcast, that whole, that whole, that very fine line between do I persevere, do I continue, or do I quit? You know, I think, uh, you know, uh, there's, there's a lot to talk about there. And of course, when we talk about what I did after the program, we'll, we'll see it.
1: Yeah. Well, well, I just so love, I, I so love that you brought up that story for the micro and the macro. So first of all, it so speaks to who you are right? You're someone who won't quit. And, and there's all sorts of areas in your life where you and I know where that just shows up, right? You won't quit. You just stick through. And, and you got a huge test in that situation. And, and the reason I was laughing is because I so remember that. And by the way, we so don't run our business that way now. So we 100% now it's so methodical and we don't have anyone start a job until they're fully out of school and have well over twenty-five dollars or $30,000 booked. Typically, they're at fifty dollars before they start. And why? Right. Because we want them to hopefully get sales and marketing. We want them to spend days preparing as a window cleaner, or as a painter, knowing exactly what to do so that no older lady ever says that, right? Because that's really sad. Now, I'm sure she's, she's gotten over it. Um, and I know you have and, yes, and, and but it does say what responsibility we take right as business owners and as leaders and and sometimes we we are out there and really it's kind of we get slapped like wake up and that didn't work and so what I think really you know powerful people do is they go and assess that didn't work what am I going to do differently or look in the mirror and say hey am I going to Am I gonna stand up and be noticed? Am I is this one problem gonna to, gonna to define me? And clearly it didn't define
0: you. Well, I mean, there there's books and books written on this about failures. I mean, obviously the most successful people in life are typically the ones who have failed the most. It's not that uh, yes. you, you know, it's it's not that you you're you're you avoid failure, you tend to embrace failure and you adjust yourself off and you get back at it. I didn't know that at the time, but yeah, there's you know, and, and whether it's that customer, everybody, every one of your managers is going to have a moment like that. It doesn't matter whether it's, even if your program is different, they're, they're going to have those moments. We all have those moments with, with yes. every great challenge where we expand our comfort zone because we're learning. And yes, did I take something away from that? Sure. And, and the rest of the summer, you know, it certainly wasn't smooth sailing. But um but it was, you know, I learned from that, went on. You know, the interesting thing is while the first summer of managing with student works, I think it was the most challenging year, the second summer is was the easiest. Uh, you know, a lot yeah. smarter, uh, just a lot more organized. Uh I probably worked 40 hours a week or less, you know, and um, you know, I did, you know, made more money and uh just enjoyed yes. it more. So, you know, just because you have to go through that expansion of the comfort zone. Um, But the, yes. the fun thing is just you know just that whole do I quit do I not quit moment you know and obviously for for the for those who don't know I I, I went on to become a, a a district manager a general manager with you for for three years and then I brought the the student works painting concept to Northern California which I did for ten years yeah. we we had a thousand college students go through the program from uh t- nineteen ninety four to two thousand four. And so, much like yourself i've got a a fair bit of experience studying the differences between what makes someone achieve what makes someone uh persevere versus quit, why did that person quit um, and uh, and why did that person stay and and just like, there's this that moment where had they quit, could that have been? Not the comp- obviously, not a confidence builder, but more a confidence shaker, which maybe put them on yeah. a little different trajectory in their life. Not to say they wouldn't kill it at something else, but for me and for the thousand students who went through my program, and I guess the three or four thousand students who've gone through your program, those who've done it and done well, it's a platform, it's a confidence builder. So when you talk about what do I have today, well, you know, starts with that foundation of, of confidence built in that first summer with student works and the the interesting story that you'll you'll should resonate with you is when I was a general manager in Ontario with you I worked with 60 different college students and one guy sticks out and he was one of those guys you interviewed from York University don't say his name I know you already know who he is uh and um he uh you know 10 out of 10 on the uh interview scale very confident young man and um, gets off in the preseason and books a couple jobs. He's, he's doing well, but a couple things went bad in his, you know, I think with his family or, or what have you, or some self-doubt. And he gives me a call and he says, Roland, I need to quit. And I know you thought the guy was good. I thought the guy was good. You got on the phone with him. Obviously, I was you know, urging him on the phone to, to stick it out. He stuck it out, went on to become rookie manager of the year. Richard Carroll yeah and then obviously a gm and super successful in life right now and the interesting thing is he was at that crux of you know wanting to quit verbally telling me I want to quit and yet he didn't and it's just yeah. I just find it really interesting because again for the 10 years I did this program we had about a 50% quit quit rate And, um, I know your, your ratio is way better than that right now. And that's a testament to what you're doing and, and even this podcast, uh, and just people seeing it, but you know, it was just really wild to see all these people that, uh, you know, you know, what makes them quit, what makes them persevere. So, you know, it's it's an interesting story. Well, it totally is. And I know Richard points that as a, just a defining moment in his life
1: you know, and he's the type of person. Right. And I, I, I will in the future have Richard on our pod, but um, it really is interesting as well. One of the things that we coach our DMs role, and I'm sure you coached yours is, is really what a obligation responsibility, what a charge you have in terms of taking these young people and leading them through a summer, you know, like this, can make such an enormous difference, and that, as you mentioned, doesn't necessarily mean you know, oh, they, you know, they're, they're, they they won't win in the future. But there's no question that a big win early is just such a huge, huge confidence builder for their future.
0: Yeah, you know, there's just no question. It just makes such a huge difference. Yeah, it really is, and it's, I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, uh, I, I uh, for the last uh, ten years, well, fifteen years, I've been out of the student game if you will, I, I, um, right. run a, I still am running a painting business. We, we do multi yes. residential. We, um, we uh, we do a lot of apartments and uh, commercial work and, and, and my business is, is, is doing just fine. But the thing that I miss the most is, is developing young leaders. And uh, for those mm-hmm. 10 years, the thousand students that went through our program I mean, it's like a who's who of, uh, of, of just tremendously successful career achievers. And, uh, you know, much like yourself and the people you've interviewed on the pod on your podcast and, and people I used to work with back in the day. It's, uh, these are people who have gone on to, tr- to tremendous life success, um, in different and in, in different ways. You know, it's not all just about financial. It's, uh, Financial, it's life, it's uh, pursuing their passions, you know, travel, it can, you know, just self, uh, self-improvement. self So it's satisfying to know what we have done um, and the platform that StudentWorks is for people to, uh, to, to launch themselves. You know, people who think they're great, think they have potential. But then through that year or two at StudentWorks, you realize it. And then that is pretty empowering for sure for sure and i would love i know you've just had some, just some
1: spectacular spectacular alumni from your program and so i would love if you would share with our young leaders just maybe i know two or three or four of just some of the of some of the you know standouts because I, I know you had some dot-com people and some
0: winery yeah. people so i just love to love love if you'd share well yeah well you, you, hit, you hit you hit two right there i mean when i first came to california there was uh there was a guy who, who uh, had a bit of a broken english his name was payam zamani and he, you know he spoke well but it was definitely with an accent he had emigrated from um from iran and uh we literally had to escape from iran because of a uh, persecution uh of, of his faith and uh right he um he was one of my first employees uh, in in northern california and um you know we worked together for a few years he'd actually been a part of the uh uh of a of a different division and uh, so joined me actually as my first district manager as a recruiter and a coach he was still in uh, he was still in school himself at UC Davis and um so he was instrumental in helping us get our business going he worked with me for a couple of years and then it was so my first year in california was 1994 um in late 1995 early 96 he talked to me and he said I'm going to I want to start up a dot .com business, uh an internet business with my brother. And I'm like, well, right. what is that? And I've heard about the internet, the web website, yeah. you know, World Wide Web and all that. But it was really nascent at this time. I mean, it was new. Yeah. And uh, he started a, a company and um called autoweb.com and uh and uh, went on and it was had a, a billion dollar capitalization after going public after a year. And I'll tell you, that's, it's one of the first times I, I, I learned, uh, you know, to eat a little bit of a humble pie, you know, because you, you develop these great people and then they go on to just massive success. <laughs> you know, a funny story from that was there was, he recruited a bunch of employees from our, from our ranks, you know, people who had done a year yes. or two, one guy, I won't say his name, yeah. but it was like, he was very unsuccessful. He was a $25,000 manager, which was about half the average and um but, yeah. but you know he was a kid and and Piam hired him to to work with him. And uh, so when the company went public, that guy was a millionaire. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah my goodness, he couldn't even, you know, he didn't even succeed at Student Works, but i uh, went on to become a millionaire. So, you know, regardless, uh, uh Pyam's a serial entrepreneur. Um he's uh, started several companies. And and um I think his second company after AutoWeb uh went bankrupt. It uh you know pym lost uh, a couple million dollars on that. So Again, another example of you, you, you kind of have to fail to succeed. And, but now he runs yeah. a very, very successful business and, uh, and uh, is doing very, very well uh, for himself, you know, m- you know tenfold over, uh, uh, over the rest of us. So, yes. Yeah, uh, it, it certainly
1: is. Well, it speaks one of the cool things. And then I'll have you share another story, Roland, is it, it does speak to timing, Timing matters, you know, like, like just about getting in at the right time. And that's something that I know we've seen over our our decades, um, you know, just being in the right industry at the right time, you know, some people win like enormously and then, Oh, if you're too late, you don't. And, and, um, and obviously pyam has been very successful with his timing.
0: Yeah. It's interesting though. You know, how do you, how do you take a a tangible life, skill from that other than being able to identify opportunities and to be able to pound. Yes, them. for sure. You know, um, that's tough. I mean, yeah, people may look back and go, Oh, how lucky was he? Well, no, there's, there's opportunities like that all the time, you know? Uh, so yes, for sure there are, you know, and, and, and why didn't more of us get in? Why didn't I get more involved? You know, there's, yeah, I was, yeah. I'm doing, doing, you know, reading exactly the generation of, of entrepreneurs, but, uh, so, uh, you know, one of, um, our very first rookie manager of the year, um, guy by the name of John Trichard, also at UC Davis, uh, which was the top school for us. Um, he ran a great, great year, kind of like a, a Richard Carroll type, just, you know, uh, good looks, confident, tall, uh, had it all going for him, great communication skills. And, and he, he ran a great business in the the summer he worked with us. Then he went and worked with Piem and, uh, did really well there. And, um, he was always into vineyard management Went to school for vineyard management, his parents, uh, you know, from Napa and, and, uh, so he just knew right from the get go, that's what he was going to do. And so he, uh, you know, whereas time used to be the poster poster boy for our success. Um, you know, I think John Trichard's even surpassed him. Um, you know, uh, he, obviously doing extremely well for himself. He's, uh, he's got a line of, he's got, well, he's got a, vi- a vineyard and, uh, um uh John Trichard uh, I think John Trichard Vineyards or I'm not exactly sure of the, the name, but uh extremely successful and um uh butter is the uh the main their main um I think it's the Chardonnay that, uh, that, that's really just done exceptionally well. And in, in conversations with Payam, he talks about how John utilizes kind of the guerrilla marketing techniques that we at student works used to do back in the day, whether it's knocking on doors or using college students. Um, so he's, uh, he's gone on to tremendous success. Um, uh, you yeah, know, post student works as well. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. And anyway, it was just there's just a ton of them, but, uh, you know, a funny a funny little story about a guy who I still work with to this day. My my the VP of my company is a guy by the name of Brian Teal, and um, uh, Brian was a guy who you'll you'll recall. Do you, you still you don't do uh, paper newsletters anymore? I'm sure it's all online. No, all digital. Right? Yeah, yeah, So we used to get again back in the, the late '80s and the '90s, and even when I was uh, late '90s when I was doing this, um, you know, you'd get that newsletter that had stories of how people were doing. And it, you know, the most important thing was to see where you were on the leaderboard. Right. And uh, I was never there much my rookie year, but my second year, I I danced a little bit, flirted a little bit with the, with the leaderboard. But uh, this guy in his rookie year, Brian, he was just running away with uh, his preseason sales. He's booked at $40,000. Everybody else is booked at 20. He's booked at 60, everybody's at 30. He's at a hundred grand booked. Um, I don't even think the summer had started yet. Wow. And so maybe a month or two before the summer happened, with the big gap between him and the guy, and in second place, me and his GM, we sat down, we said, we gotta, we've gotta give this guy some competition. He needs to see that there's, you know, that there's somebody on his tail. Well, I had a son right. named Carter, and I had another son about to be born. His name was going to be Ashton. So uh, we invented a fictitious manager by the name of Ashton Carter. And uh, we, uh, we put him in a town far, far away, northern California, a town called Eureka. So he could never come down to the office. He never made payroll. Oh, he wasn't able to make payroll guy, right. Him and Brian Teal were going neck and neck, you know, first or second, second, first. And Brian Teal was just like, "Who is this guy? I want to meet him. I want to see him." And we'd be like, oh, you know, he just mails his payrolls in. You're never going to see him." Anyway, I think midsummer we let the cat out of the bag that it didn't in fact exist. Brian uh, destroyed all the records uh, that year. He did hundred eighty thousand dollars in sales. I think he made forty or fifty grand profit for himself as a second year college student. Hey, leaders. I hope you're enjoying this episode so far. Since we started
1: this podcast, every person you've heard from has been one of the incredible alumni of the Student Works Management Program. In large part, that's how I got to meet these amazing people and participate in their development. Starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down the path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. Now back to the episode. This was 15 15 plus years ago so that's amazing well just just to share that's fascinating because i know right now our, and now what software can do and online uh we have a, a database that literally it's like a basketball uh um uh game and and like people are online seeing oh where am i and it's changing moment to moment someone books a job and then and so So there's just, we don't have to invent anyone like, you know, like, like, you know, we have an operator right now at $450,000 in sales, Uh, you know, he's on our pod, Amir, and and he's aiming for over a half million dollars. And, and, and it's just the number of top operators that we have are crazy. And again, the the one of the reasons is, is because the number, there's just so many. So then more people think, oh, well, what used to be good? is no longer good. So, so that they just keep raising the bar and they raise the bar on each other, just like your fictitious person right. did. Um, so I totally, totally see, uh, just how powerful it is. And, and it's just like, um, the level of performance that we can actually
0: perform at so often is way harder, higher than we actually think we can. It is amazing so how, crazy. yeah, the bar just keeps getting raised. So, uh, can you imagine, I can't even imagine a rookie manager college student went a half million dollars in sales so yes it's 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 crazy and and i think as well you do have to take your
1: you know the numbers from back in the day and look at some inflation to sort of really accurately look at how well they were doing i think that would only be fair and a half million dollars is unbelievable so both of those things are true but but if we speak about like your business now roman I think, I know you, you know, you know, Roland's business is over $10 million. It's, it's, you know, and, and, you know, you've got just an incredible team. Why do you think it's working so well? What, what are the keys to your success in your business?
0: Well, you know, it certainly starts with great people. I, I, I think that that's the key. Um, I've got a team of like 10 uh, you know, my, of my core team. And then we've got about a hundred painters. Um, and we have, we have really low turnover. Um, I was mentioning Brian Teal. Um, so he's been with me, I think 17, 18 years. Um, uh, my customer service, uh, has been with me the same amount of time, 17 years, probably 15 to 20 people have been with me 10 years or more. Um, So you know, find the best people, treat them like the best people, take care of them. Uh, to me, I always want to make sure that they make more, they earn more with me than they could make anywhere else. And it doesn't need right. double, but you know, I, I want to make sure that they don't even, ideally, that they don't even have temptation to think elsewhere. And that you know, again, that boils down from the painter to to everybody else. So when you've got a great team, that really makes life a lot easier, and certainly you know, for, for me to, to, to not have the, the stress of having to continually train people, um, and having turnover that's, that makes my job a lot easier, enables me to live the lifestyle that, uh, that I, that I can live. Um, so, you know, teamwork and, and, you know, having a great team is, is critical. Uh, what else relationships, um, now in the kind of business that I'm in, um, it's, uh, it's a lot more about relationships than when it was just residential painting, residential painting. You get a $4,000 paint job. Uh, you paint that home, you you build a great two week relationship with a homeowner. Um, and then you may not see them again, or maybe they refer one or two people and that's great. But now we're, we're doing $100,000 paint jobs, uh, half a million dollar paint jobs. And, um, as a result, uh, you're, you're developing a relationship with a manager. You do, you do great by them you're, you're painting their another half million dollar paint job for them next year or the year after. So I do, uh, I do enjoy that part of the, the component of the work that I do now. That's, that's between those two things, I'll tell you, that's, that's huge. Um, you know, obviously yet, you, you. the other thing too, is you can't ever, you can't ever get complacent. Um, you've really got to always get excited to get to work in the morning and, say, how can I grow the business a little bit? What can I do? You know, what can I, what am I excited for today? And I have found, I found definite periods where I'll take a, a one week or a, or a two month dip in my personal, you know, passion where I'll be like, ah, I'm, I'm just keeping the business running. I'm not really investing in it. And I got to catch myself and say, no, no, I got to have something that I'm, I'm excited about. What am I pushing forward? So that, uh, that is critical. And I think regardless where you're at, what, what are you excited to grow today? And it could be any aspect of your business, but, uh, you know, what, what, what am I doing to make it, make it grow? Um, you've got to be excited to show up every morning. No, you were,
1: you were so right. And, 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 uh, certainly that's one of the things I'm really blessed about and just loving what I do here. And, and, you know, what, what do you, what do you love about you know, your business rolling, because I know you're doing really well. Like like I know, you know, just you know, again, you know, obviously financially and quality of life and delivering great, great service. What 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 is it when maybe you're not feeling as passionate that you go and look towards?
0: Well, I think you kinda of hit it on it right there, those three things. You know, it's it's okay. What am I what am I I'm I, I I, I miss developing young adults that, that's the one thing but other than yeah. that right now it's about uh, uh, the quality quality of life key and you know I guess you know what is what is the, the, the meaning of life right It's the you know the per, the pursuit of happiness and and ideally the um, the potential to make life a better make like life better for others and so that's why when I was doing what you're doing, you know I felt really good about about myself with that now it's about offering an exceptional service which is a which is a win-win for everybody involved you know i'm i'm a big fan of the the uh the positive some some gained whereas in every interaction both both parties gain there's not a winner and a loser um there's two winners and um and, I, and yes. that can that can exist in just about every interaction you know other than maybe sporting events but uh but um, you know, every every customer interaction, um, you know, I, I get a lot out of that, making sure that they win, they look good, their job's gonna look great, um, and uh, you know, and I win, make you know, make make some money and uh and move along and, and provide a lifestyle. I'll tell you the thing that's strangely i have kind of replaced the empowerment of young college students with the empowerment of my staff of employees and for sure. specifically um, it, it would speak largely to my Hispanic workforce. Uh, I can't yeah. say enough. And, in, uh, and obviously there's a, uh, you know, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a subtext going on sometimes with the politics of our country uh, here in the U S but uh, but I just have so much respect uh, for the men uh, who, uh, who work with our company, who are making a better life life for themselves uh, and, and for their children uh, they're doing great things and, and the sacrifices they make, you know, sometimes driving an hour, an hour and a half to get to work, uh, to make a, you know, yeah. wage to go back and they're saving money and they're sending money back to Mexico. I just have a, a lot, a lot of respect. So, you know, we, again, we try to do everything we can to invest back in them. We pay, uh, every, every one of their college, uh, every one of their, their kids that go off to college, we pay all the books. So that's just kind of a, you know, Fantastic. we do, we just want to invest. I wish we could do more. Um, but at the very yeah. least, um, there's a hundred, there's a hundred people
1: that you have been working for you. So I get like, that's a, that's a real contribution role. And, and by the way, I know that's what you feel. And I feel the same way. I'd love to be able to do more. So I get it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, uh, but it's you know, and that I so I do get a lot out of that because you know that that next generation's coming and they're and they're doing great and these are these are hardworking people so you know that's uh, you know that's one thing so when you talk about what do I really get out of it yeah I mean there's that there's the lifestyle I love what I do I did struggle with it um, I struggled with it in 2004 um, I I there was things that happened and I kind of. I had been experimenting with the full-time business model, um, you know, not students, while I still have the students. And in 2004, I ended the student program and I, I launched the um, just full-time painters, just full-time salespeople. Yes. And I had to, again, eat a little bit of humble pie. I went from, uh, uh, at, the, at the time I was a $6 million company and we regressed to being a $2.5 million company and I had to rebuild. And I remember sometimes thinking, yeah, you know, I'm a painting contractor. Do I, do I want to be a painting contractor? You know, and obviously when you're know, earning a, a, a great deal of money, you're just kind of like, oh, you know. But now here we are again, 30 years later, I couldn't be more proud. I'm, you know, we're, we're one of the largest painting contractors, in Northern California. Um, and, th- you know, the good, the good that we do out there, the reputation we have, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm pretty stoked. So it's funny you hear some of your, uh, some of your, uh, you know, past, uh, interviews talk about, well, I always know I could always go back to becoming a painting contractor. And I can always fall back <laughs> on that. Well, you know, you and I, we never fell back. We just, you know, we're slapping paint up on the wall. <laughs> yeah, no. And, and, and,
1: and again, you know, Roland, just, just for our young leaders, you know, imagine you're running a $6 million business. And when you're running a business that scale, there's lots to support you in your lifestyle and the things that you're doing. So you've got more and more, the things that you're actually doing are the things that you're best at and you're most excited at. And they're the higher levels of leadership. And all of a sudden your business goes down by a third and it's like, and Roland's got three kids and it's like, wow, I've got to support. And, and all of a sudden, Hey, there's an income impact. And then, wow, I, I, I can't afford as many staff. And it really is a challenge. And again, I've had a number of setbacks in my life that you know, very, very serious financial setbacks. And you really get tested to sort of say, "Hey, you know, what am I going to do? How, what, how strong am I to again overcome and go and create what you've created?" Just, just, and then all of a sudden, again, it's it's like your. Your skill sets and what you're doing are really at the, you know, really high high leadership level, and really stepping into sales at the sales level or different things that because I because and I know that from just speaking with you obviously over the years. So so that's a tough it's a
0: tough thing you know around it that. Is. And again, it it harkens back to even you know the self doubt that one has early on when running mm-hmm. a student works franchise uh, in the beginning because. Life has ups and downs. They have confidence builders, confidence deflators. and uh, and how do you how do you manage to, to get through that? And you know that you know that was geez, like three years earlier. I you know I was the king, right? I got a, I have a hundred student managers. They're all looking at me. I'm in my early thirties, and uh, you know a couple of years later, you're like, oh my god, you know, uh, looking at challenges of making the next mortgage payment. And, uh, you yes. know, so how do you deal with that? The, the reality is life's going to have some ups and downs and, you yes. know, it, there's been other ups and downs too, with, uh, you know, issues outside of the business. Um, um yes. but I'll tell you the one thing and, and, uh, you know, might be getting a little, uh, mushy here, but, uh, the one key is for me specifically is, uh, the stability of my marriage has been key. Uh, from the get go, I mean, you met her when um, when uh, I was three years old, my second year managing, so as soon as you know I was working with you, pretty much uh, Nicole was on board as a girlfriend, then a fiance, yeah. then we got married and, and a, a month later moved to California. Um, and she went through all those ups and downs and 100% percent of the time was just um, was just supportive. And I, I can recall in the winter time, you know, we don't have any revenue in the student works business in the winter time, And we would share an ice cream cone because we couldn't afford to, you know, just, uh, mm-hmm. just, just what you did. And, and never, she yeah. never complained. And, uh, you know, obviously you and Helen have been married for a 100 years. So, you know, you know what it's all about. Uh, you know, and obviously a lot, a lot of your audience here is not married, but um, that's, um, you know, I certainly can't speak highly enough about how important um, having that solid rock foundation means because, you know, su- again, success is not just about financial gain. And, and all at my life, that's probably one of my greatest uh, successes. For sure. And, and, and I, I feel the same way. And, and that,
1: that partnership, that commitment, and, and really, again, for our young leaders, making a really great decision around who you're going to go and if you are going to choose to marry. If, you know, making a great decision around that is one of the most important decisions you can make. And then, you know, you know, and again, not to get too mushy, as you said, or not to get too personal. And on the other hand, I think it really is important is one of the other things I always I see about you and your relationship, and certainly is true about me, is there was never anybody but Helen, right? And so that there's a there's a it's cut off. I am going to be together with Helen the rest of my life. I am hundred percent committed to her and she was to me and as Nicole is to you. And so that, that's a huge piece too, is is that when you're finding someone who's really committed um, and you're really committed most importantly, because really as well, we only control ourselves and whatever control we have ourselves. So by hundred percent controlling that and just saying, Hey, she's the one, she's the one, she's the one makes such a, such an impact on, um, you know, because again, one one issue I think so often in relationships is people are kind of half in, or well, I'll do my part if they do yeah. their part. That just doesn't no. work. No,
0: that sure doesn't. Sure doesn't. <laughs> that yeah, sure you doesn't. know, life exactly. has uh, has some ups and downs, but uh, you know, stick at it, stick at it, stick yeah. with it, and uh, and that gets you through. So uh, I don't know. So what about what key habits, Roland? Um, should someone steal
1: from you, one of our Um, young leaders.
0: Well, I mean, I've always said that, that, uh, the two critical aspects you need in life are, are confidence and passion. And, uh, so confidence, uh, you know, confidence, you just, you don't wake up with confidence. Um, you can try to fake it till you make it, but, uh, you've got to, you've got to go out and start achieving. It can be little things. Uh, it can be a, a great grade at school. It can be, uh, you know, obviously booking that job. It can be making great profit on that job. It can be a successful summer with student work. So it's all about accepting the challenges. You know, as it Theodore Roosevelt said, accept the challenges so that, you know, uh, oh, see if I can remember that quote, but, you know, you, you know, the thrill of, uh, um, I'm not going to be able to pull that one out, but, uh, you know, you you you're not like the timid who who know neither victory nor defeat. You know, you've got to go out and accept those challenges uh, in order to have those confidence builders and accept the fact that you're going to have a couple of failures along the way that are going to be small confidence deflators. And you got to kind of brush those off. So building on confidence every step of the way, when you get the confidence deflators, then you try to learn from them. And And I look at the types of stressful situations I had, whether it's that first customer who cried uh wishing she had never met me, or you know, other situations, you know, a lawsuit here or a problem there. All of those were kind of they helped me process challenges and stress later in life. And so you learn from it. And I've had situations in the last year or two, um, you know, my daughter has some health issues and they're way more stressful than those types of items. But I don't, you know, I, I manage it better because you went through those situations. So so that's kind of confidence and and um you know where you go with that. And then you go passion. Well, that's kind of you know effort. Um you know how many success how many how many talented people have we seen fail in this program? A lot. Because they just don't put the effort in. Um A lot. and so A lot. whatever you're going after, you got to go after yes. it with passion 100%. I I have this great conversation debate with my kids all the time my boys especially just about you know hey go play hard uh but you got to work hard and you'll find that you actually enjoy playing a lot more when you just had a successful day you know um, because you earned it and so For sure. so bring passion to whatever you do um and and i think with you and i specifically the key to our success is the fact that we're able to wake up every morning excited and passionate about what we can do you know, you know you blow me away you know obviously uh chris that, right. that 30 years in you're you know 35 38 I don't know what's your anniversary how many years you've been with student works well five years more than me so yeah Four. 35 so years you know that you're able to, to still have that passion you know kudos to yeah. you so uh you know, that's uh that's a great thing and and if you can keep doing that um uh, no matter what you're doing if you're and if you don't have that passion well it's time to get out so and and move along and and throw your passion towards something else. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. It really, really, life is really always about
1: recreating your passion, right? Recreating your passion in your relationship, recreating your commitment to maybe your diet or your health. Or I know you're a big hockey fan. You're 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 you know you're 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 hockey and playing and you know so it's it's always about. Recreating yourself, recreating yourself—you know, creating another great day—and uh, and and so I so I just I just love that. And again, it's something that's very very, um, just just a, a common theme throughout these podcasts and throughout the really successful alumni that we that we get in the in the business is 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 there's nothing else but just going and putting it, it out really there, uh, it really you know, is. day after day after day. So so. I, So I know, Roland, you're up against a hard stop for a podcast for a for a uh, conference call, which is which is awesome. you fitting in around your crazy schedule. Um, I have one final question before that final question. Anything else that you'd like to share with our young
0: leaders? I mean, what an opportunity. What an opportunity. Uh, Obviously, it's late July. So a lot of your guys are middle of the summer. Uh, Maybe maybe. Stress is overwhelming. I, I feel you. And, uh, and and so many of, of us who have gone through the program, we feel you. But uh, but what what a platform that this is. And it's a platform that can, can springboard into uh, multiple different directions. But it st- starts with this base of confidence that you get knowing you're doing something that 95% of the people can't, won't, do um you know again there's you know successful people make a habit of doing things that unsuccessful people don't want to do and uh you know people don't want to go knocking on doors people don't want to yeah. deal with rejection uh but when you do make a habit of going out there and you know eating dirt which i often refer to differently than dirt but uh the of, of keeping this g-rated uh you you gotta, you gotta develop a healthy diet of eating dirt. And when you do that, and, um, and you're able to go out and, and, and achieve success because you get through 90 no's to get to that one. Yes. And that one yes is a $500 payday or, or a $2,000 payday. And, uh, and, and again, more so than just that, it's, it's, it's a confidence builder. It's someone saying, yeah, I, I want you to paint my home. And, uh, and that type of trust, I, I used to get tingles when, yeah. when I would book a job on the spot, you know, uh, you yeah. know, just that somebody would have that kind of confidence in yeah. me as a 19 year old. And uh, so, you know, you know, my hat's off to everybody who perseveres and uh, and finishes the program and does well, keeps their head up high, whether they run a $35,000 business uh, or a modest $64,000 business like I did, or crazy numbers, but uh, that would be. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome.
1: And as well, like, you know, the other thing is, I just want to, you know, before final question is to point to you as well as, is, you know, look at you now, you know, people are going and saying, hey, you know, we want Roland and his company, Varsity Painting, to do half million dollar projects for us. Like, that's a, that's an incredible spot to be in. Right. To have to have that type of, a, of again, a level of confidence. And then and then I, and again, our leaders, you know, speaking to Roland it's like it's a lot of times things are looking pretty great for Roland in terms of, oh, yeah, like the team's got it. and They're doing an amazing job. And it's certainly looking pretty relaxed how well you're doing all this business as well, which is, again, just a testament to continued skill level, continue looking at the things that aren't going well in the business. how and Let's let's improve them. Let's let's you know you know who who can handle things so that they 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 you continue to deliver the value that you are. So that's awesome. And and so the final question that I've got is: when you
0: think of a leader of tomorrow, what comes to mind? They're active. They're not passive. They're uh, they're driven. They're passionate. Uh, They got some self belief. They're willing to work hard. You know, they've got a, a decent amount of leadership. Uh, the leaders of tomorrow, you know, it's just, again, it's just about somebody who gets in there and uh, and, and, and just keep building on who you are as a person. And, um, and that's what uh, I think my summer with student works helped me take another couple steps and, and uh, forward. And I think that's where the, the students who are doing your program, they're, they're, they're gaining that confidence that's going to lead them to, to that next step. And there are multiple steps after a, a, a summer with student works uh, but, uh, you know, embrace, embrace those as well and understand the fact that there will be setbacks and there will be confidence deflating moments and, uh, and failures, but, uh, by, by moving forward valiantly in the pursuit of your dreams, uh, you will prevail. So I think that's, uh, you know, just, uh, believe in yourself. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Rowan, thanks so much for making time for us today. Really
1: appreciate it. Uh, so we'll, we'll sign off the podcast two minutes ahead of your, your conference calls. We can value our, uh, you know, our, one of our values be on time, right? The four for habits. So you betcha you, you bet you, my friend. So we will, we will talk soon. And, uh, and again, thanks so much. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thanks so much. Cheers. Bye-bye. Hey leaders. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Bye now